this has always been funny to me because okay y'all think gayness is contagious but you don't think you were conditioned to be straight after years and years of indoctrination hmm all those rom-coms or tvs with hetero couples being happily in love you don't you don't feel influenced you don't you don't feel tricked hmm? you, you can't have it only one way it's either sexuality is based on propaganda and indoctrination or you're born that way Hello, lovers, and welcome back to Starring Cupid, the pod focused on all the love affairs between our on-screen faves. I am your host, Zamadarex, nothing more, nothing less from the East, not the West, Fearless, and Sabi Nix. How are y'all doing this fine, cold winter evening? And I emphasis on cold, like I literally, if you can hear a slight whooshing in the background, it's the heater. The heater's on. I refuse to do this with cold feet. So excuse that. But like I said, it's winter and it's hella cold, but we out here working. I, for one, have had the busiest week <laughs> when I tell you. Every day it was some old or something that had to be done for the following day. I just, oh, so much work. Lots of highs, some lows, but some goodbyes, some sweet goodbyes as well. I just, yeah, I'd tell you all about it if I still had a Twitter account. Now, using the pod, I don't know, it just feels like mixing business with misery, you know what I mean? For now, just rest assured that the cake will be baked in the end you know just trust the process trust the oven believe in me that's a very weird intro and i apologized but stick with us yeah the show it gets better over time just you just gotta stick through it i actually think that today might be my most joyful episode i feel like i'm gonna be say i'm gonna have like this high inflection out i I feel so happy when I talk about these two. I'm filled with boundless joy whenever I see like a YouTube video promoting the show or like I see them in like general um, PR stuff because I'm like, oh my goodness, these two heart keepers right here, which is a perfect segue because today, lovers, we are talking about the super duper cutie pies from the netflix smash hit yes on this beautiful day of june i'm talking about charlie spring and nicholas nelson from heartstopper now when i say netflix smash hit i mean smash hit I think that the show already had a fan base because it was um, adapted from a webtoon, a very popular webtoon, which I'd somehow never heard of until this show came out. But yeah, they already had people that were into that. And then the show came out 
and social media or at least like my algorithms and my timelines it literally became nothing but i've been going out to nick nelson since i was like the whole time that tiktok audio haunted me and i was so confused because i was like i have no idea where this is from but i really i really really liked it because if you're on if you're a person on tiktok and you follow well if you go to that audio clip and you see the the videos under it it's a really lovely place to see young people within the community just really showing off showcasing their romantic loves and their partners and expressing kind of like how how it's been great it's been a great time with them over the years and expressing what their partner likes and all that cute stuff i it warmed my heart so beautiful there was every single video was just soups adorbs but again i hadn't watched the show i hadn't read the webtoons i was still in the dark and so i think it had been out for maybe a month by the time i watched it i just finished my academic requirements and i was kind of like oh let me just watch something you know to just refresh and i mean i went in expecting nothing because again i had no prior information and i literally i left crying like every single episode left me wanting to bore my eyes out but in a good way it, nothing not, nothing tragic or terribly tragic is happening it's just it's so bloody adorable oh my goodness these are just like two teenage boys that have a mutual crush on each other which is amazing first of all and just the innocence of how they portray that journey that that puppy dog love or whatever they call it like the way that they portrayed on that show melt in my heart it's it was also Nunu's man like they're so cute and I know talking about teenagers like their babies to me is kind of wild considering how young I am like the age difference isn't even that huge but but you don't understand anyone that is younger than my little brother just feels like a baby to me because like he's a grown person now he's a whole man but he feels like a baby to me. So now I like, imagine teenagers. I'm always like, no man, you guys, you know this man. And besides like that, I already feel like the teenagers that exist now, their high school experience does not compare to mine. I like they're having a way better time than me. Or, or maybe they're having a differently tragic time than me. I don't know, because when I was in grade nine, Instagram was only just starting to be a thing. I know I knew that I remember that if you had a Blackberry you couldn't use your BIS to access Instagram because you had to like it was a whole other thing. It it was a small time on social media for us. Like this country wasn't taking social media seriously at that time. So I feel like our experiences could be completely different just based off that. But anyway, I digress. I picked these two because I feel like it's always necessary to bring up LGBTQIA plus stories that aren't just covered in pain or focused on pain. Like there's joy in it as well, but media, the media has kind of made it so that only the pain and only the hardships and all the tragedies kind of get that screen time and that airtime. 
I know with um, South African lovers, our, I want to say our, our biggest, more like our net, the, the platform we have that is accessible to everyone, our biggest access to queer characters is in our soapies. Because like I said, it's majority of the country watches soapies. So that's where if you need a message sent across, you, if you need to like introduce people to new concepts, a lot of people take that soapies route because they know that everyone will watch this and obviously i don't watch all the soapies i don't know how it is for all of the shows but i watch majority of them and i'm and they all had their different things to say about adults queer adults but i remember on scheme sum we got a glimpse into clement's life and he had recently come out i think he comes out after high school or mid high school i can't remember but he became like the face of young queer people on that show right and they follow his life post coming out um and yeah it was just full of him overcoming obstacles upon obstacles first it was the homophobia from within his family and his immediate community which was horrible and then it was kind of not even afterwards shortly after we get to we get to um witness this this creepy predator man trying to like manipulate clement into something that he was far too young for and i can see the psa worthiness of that storyline like i can see why they needed us needed to teach young kids about like the dangers of doing this and that fine but it, it feels like that that was all for him because we only get to see some positive changes when Clement starts dating his friend. I can't remember his name, but I remember he kept calling him Ori. I can't, I can't remember his full name, but yes, that's when um, it felt like his, his story was picking up. I was like, okay, um, no more hardship, no more sadness. And then the creators literally take the storyline somewhere else like they went and they focused on, on some other part of the um ensemble cast and i that upset me i understand that once you as a character on schemes and once your personal drama is over they literally move on but i didn't like that because now we get we don't get any of that black queer boy joy like now we've only seen the pain we've only seen the hardship we see a glimpse of something that could be good and they just drop it there now we have it's left it's leaving too much to us to imagine when visibility is actually what we want and need i feel like um with creators and tv and, and tvs and movies what they're doing is kind of like stressing the importance of awareness which awareness comes with notifying people about the hardships of a situation fine i get that but now it's it feels like that awareness has become way more important than that visibility when in fact at best they should be going hand in hand they you can't you can't have one without the other like yes gay people exist yay woohoo and yes they suffer boo terrible but there are moments where they're just people, you know, going through normal, romantic people things. And I feel we I feel like we miss out when we don't get that. And so I I, I really love Heartstopper because it feels like that normal romantic people things 
is what we get and it's it was so important for the show and that's what made it so important for me to feature it on my show i i i I felt like we needed it i mean yes it's pride duh but there's lots of other queer subjects even with across the podcast even within season five like i make sure you know i'm gonna make sure that i talk about my kinfolk any chance that i get this is just a coincidence more than anything I'm also because we're talking about such young people and I want this to reach the right people. I'm going to try my very best to keep this episode profanity free. I highly doubt that teenagers are listening to my show regularly and I kind of stress that like you shouldn't be listening to the show if you're below 18 just because like I don't think you should hear what I'm saying. Um, But in this case or like just in case that they tune in for this specific episode i just i just want to be a good role model person for once you know i want them to to focus on what i'm really saying not really focus on the cleanliness with which i speak also i'm definitely gonna yell at homophobes at some point in this episode so whenever if anyone wants to like reuse that audio to yell at their own homophobes i want it's to not be drowned in censoring so you can play back to them and they will no one can come for me with morality when i'm right but enough about that um let's get this queer kid joy going here they are the adorable charlie and nick This show was created and written by Alice Usman in 2022. Well, it was created in like 2019 or 2020, but yes, the series is based on the webtoon written by Usman. She was responsible for the writing as well on the Netflix show. And I really, I really like it when the creators of the original content are allowed to be involved in the tv or screen adaptations of their work because i think i've said this before in the past it gives me this hope that um this show or this movie will honor the original material we always stress about this on the internet anytime there's something is about to be adapted or be a live action thing we're always we're always as the fans worried that they're going to ruin this beautiful piece of work that we've all come to love and i think that we can never have a perfect replication of any book or video game or whatever's being adapted i think we should always just walk into the adaptations of things with with the idea that listen this isn't gonna be as great as i want it to be because you know studios they have to make things entertaining for the public they have to make things some things that you can't really like visualize some things you kind of have to read some things you kind of had to be there to see it all those all those nitty-gritty things so i think that the least hollywood could do or like studios and stuff can do is have the original creator there maybe just to make sure it doesn't stray far from what happened like 
someone there to make sure that the work that this was inspired by is coming through hence um rick ryden working at disney plus for the percy jackson series very excited for that hashtag leah is my annabeth but yeah the series was um written by her she she wrote all eight episodes and um it was they were all directed by euros lynn he is known for projects such as doctor who torchwood the library suicides and many more overall i think they did a great job together as like a partnership and the people in production i think they did a decent job i hadn't gotten the chance to read the entire webtoon um before i started this but i did try reading um at least i think i got up to like episode four five four five i got through the webtoons and it was it, it they stayed true to it you can when you read it and when you watch it you kind of you can see that they maintained a lot of the great things about the webtoon it has the cuteness factor all the way through even the art direction with how they frame people and those little oh yeah big shout outs to the visual effects people those little animations or like flower drawings in the style of Usman's original drawings was was really great it was a lovely touch again kind of it wrapped it wrapped the adaptation back with the original material it was lovely the music lovely too um i didn't know most of it but it felt very era and age group appropriate like this was made with teenagers in mind and it was executed with teenagers in mind there's also this cool thing they do i don't know who to credit for this i don't know if it's a cinematography thing i don't know if it's a lighting thing i don't know if it's a creator thing because it seems to be a big theme in her webtoon as well but they have this thing where sometimes um characters faces are highlighted slash spotlighted with like this random this random spotlight that comes from nowhere just to and it lands on like an individual's face so it'll never really illuminate everyone else around them and and you'll see like around around the room people will kind of dim so there's proper proper focus and emphasis on this person for this thing that they're trying to say or this feeling that they're trying to convey um without words i i loved that i think it added a tinge of fantasy to the story but also kind of you know when you're young and you're in love sometimes when you look at people like you see them and nothing else that kind of that kind of thing it was it was romantic yes i think it was the best way i can explain it is that it was romantic but i feel like you guys have to watch to see it yourself and see how well they execute it on to our cast our leading lads are some of the cutest pairs we've ever had on the show i love them to bits i didn't know these young men before the show but the the job they did such a great job the job they did here great and now i feel very invested in their careers and i'm very hopeful for their futures so starting us off we have the sweet joe Locke as charlie spring this was Locke's first major role which is mind-blowing to me he is like um 18 years old and he did a 
great job and i'm so, i was so proud of him after i realized all of this because i was like oh my goodness i would never have known had you not said he 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 bodied it when i was reading the webtoons i I was I was reading to read like just casually but I couldn't help but feel that um Locke had really embodied the role of Charlie both in physicality and just like I don't know in everything he really he really got what Charlie was about and he represents how Charlie was designed <sighs> I don't know if that's him i don't know if it's the writing i don't but it feels like he was born for this and so yeah i just i really loved him in this and i want to see him do other things do more things i want to see him get bags on bags because also he's just such a soft and wonderful lad um the interviews that they had to do for when promoting this i was just oh my goodness you're as sweet as charlie is so yeah all the best to my fave Alongside our fave, we have Kit Connor as Nicholas Nelson. Connor, though he is younger than Locke, has been in a bunch of stuff. I, wow. Did you know that he plays young Elton John in Rocket Man? Because I didn't remember this. Like, I, I, they said, uh, they said it on his IMDb page, and I was like, when? Because I watched Rocket Man and I was like, when? But then you realize that, oh, he's that kid. He's that kid. And he was, he smashed it. He was really good in that. He's also been in his dark materials, Ready Player One, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, and many more. Same as with Locke. What a joy of an actor to watch. What a joy of a person to watch. I just... I wanted to protect him. I wanted to shield him from all the haters around. He is probably three times stronger than me, but I I was ready to beat up people to protect this young man. He, Him and Charlie and Jay, I, I want them to be protected at all times. I cannot rave about these two enough, but that's what this whole episode is for, so I'm just going to stop it right there. I have to just say that I love their work. Um, we're getting a season two and three, which was announced literally when I started watching it, they announced that they've been renewed for season two and three. So there's definitely lots of them still to see. And I look forward to that and the rest of their careers. Honorable mentions. I must obviously mention the friends because that friendship group has done so much for me. Also heartwarming bunch. We have Yasmin Finney as L. William Gao as Tao, Toby Donovan as Isaac, Karina Brown as Tara, and Kizzy Edgel, I'm sorry, as Darcy. I really appreciate that, that kids are just loving friends that embrace each other at every step and are very supportive of each other through all this like high school business. High school guys, high school is a hectic terrain you need the best people around you all the time and i feel like for charlie and then eventually for nick they have the best people because these people are great the this friendship group they have my heart we as starring cupid we currently have tara and darcy as our pride month header on our account you should go to our twitter account at starring cupid and check it out we have a new couple on our header every month um anyway 
so you can tell that I was really I was really into this show because I put them up but yeah I love this friendship group um hopefully in the future I, I can delve into the whole L and Tao situation because there's a lot there we're getting future seasons so obviously there's gonna be more and so I'll have time to talk about them but like I'm, I'm watching y'all you know I'm watching y'all we also have Olivia Coleman as Nick's mother which was a great big surprise for a lot of the fans and just like people um, that are a big fan of her I it's me I'm a big fan of her I, I liked her in this so much this was so lovely for Coleman I haven't seen her be a regular good person in a minute I have to emphasize good person because yes she does take roles where she's just like ye old person but yeah but yeah she does great she kills it obviously talented woman always loved her a special honorable mention to Fisai Akinade as Mr. Ajayi I I loved him I appreciated him so much queer high schoolers only have three teachers to reach out to the English teachers the history teachers and the art teachers and when I say art I mean like either visual or dramatics but within that art department you have you have a friend in the art department and yeah Akinade he just he represents the supportive faculty type character very well it's very um supportive of charlie very very good guidance for him i did love that he was all his character is also in the community so his advice to charlie it comes from a place of experience more than just you know i'm an old person guiding you like it was he understood that's why he could kind of thing and i just I can't explain how healthy this show is sometimes. I need people to see it. Which brings us to our plot. If you have not watched this show, try it immediately. Like, as soon as you possibly can. I am, in talking about it, I'm making it sound like this show is exclusively for us as the community. And that's not what I'm not saying. But I think that this could be enjoyable for everyone. In fact, yeah, straight people watch this so that like you can understand from the other side. Not always just hetero couple hetero like watch something different. But I do want to stress that I want teenagers to watch this. I really want them to see this because this is this is the content I want y'all to be consuming more of. Not always R-rated dramas or comedies that sexualize your adolescence. Not always young queer people falling prey to creepy adults taking advantage of them. You know, sometimes just watch kids being kids. It's therapeutic. Um, 10 out of 10 experience. It's very refreshing. I watched this and I felt, I felt refreshed. So if you need that, here it is. If you have watched this and it's been a minute, 
maybe you need a reminder here we go <clears throat> sorry sinuses <laughs> i wore oh wait should i do this in english accent i'm gonna try <clears throat> Our protagonist forms an unlikely friendship with a school rugby lad, but soon the two find their friendship growing into something stronger. They navigate this new development while defending themselves against the threat of school bullies and homophobes. Which is nothing new, you know, that, that's, that's really the existence of being queer. I don't know why I thought this, but I really thought that Gen Z would get over sexuality as like a thing. Like I thought everyone would just let people be people by now, but we clearly have got the longest road to go. Obviously, episode loaded with spoilers. Spoilers left, right, and center. I'm sorry. But this show is, it's really, it's eight episodes, but it's like 23, 25 minutes each episode. It's really short. If you if you dedicated yourself to it you could finish this in an afternoon so i trust and believe that you can do it and then come back and listen to this episode i trust and believe that's what you all do hmm but yeah give it a chance guys i swear no regrets really lovely stuff like i said i really wanted to cover these two because their progression beyond being cute and adorable in game their progression feels so high school like that trend that transition from cool new friend to intense crush to mutual love is just very beautiful when it happens and when you're a teenager like it's, it's seldom gonna happen but when it does happen it's this, it's this really great wonderful beautiful thing and in the past you know i've said i don't talk about young people i don't i don't really get want to get into their issues but in this case these two were really hard to ignore i i had to do it i feel like homophobia in childcare overshadows the simple fact that these are two people experiencing the new rush of healthy romantic love and that on its own is a very universal concept like even people that have not experienced good healthy romantic love yet you know you need to you need to know that this is possible for you it's a universal feeling it's a universal concept that will reach people at different ages and different places but it's good that it reaches them in this specific situation in like a high school situation you know but it's also special because there are queer youths that are seeing this and knowing that they are allowed to experience this universal concept like they are not excluded from this conversation because they get to watch things like this also like guys these boys were made for each other oh my goodness like soulmates it feels a little too light they literally they found each other and they fit like a glove. It's, it's, oh, it was so beautiful to watch. I am rooting for them till the very end. So let's get into why these soulmates are so perfect for each other. Here they come. It's Nick and Charlie. When 
we're talking about high school relationships not many good things come up we you know we've all been there first of all you're a teenager which is arguably the most confusing era of your life like even people that have the guidance of older people in their lives outside of their lives just kind of telling them how easy it is being a teenager in comparison to like the rest of your adult life or even just university in general you hear them you you, you see what they're saying but in that moment you can't believe them when you're in high school everything feels so disastrous tragic huge basically because like you don't you don't know better but also it sucks like being in high school is a hectic journey even if you know it's meant to be the best time of your life it's still a difficult time so understandably this couple were going to be complicated anyway the element of being a non-hetero couple in high school that just takes the complication to the next level these days um, kids can be blessed and they can go to a school that doesn't really care at all I wasn't out in high school but there were lots of people that were love that for them but I knew that being gay in like a school environment it came with these obstacles and these weird conservative rules that were that always just felt like diet homophobia and all of that stuff is a lot to deal with if you're just a teenager charlie spring and nick nelson did not deserve trying to deal with all the ups and downs of dating in high school while also dealing with all these homophobic things on the side you know let's just let's just stop right there they didn't they didn't have to deal with both i wish they hadn't had to deal with both however i must acknowledge that this relationship was kind of born from nick protecting charlie from obvious violence um it doesn't start there for charlie though for him it starts in nick's kindness you know they're told to sit together during registration which is a pretty impersonal thing like it's just a it's a whatever thing but considering what was happening to charlie at that time what he really needed was someone that treated him regularly and in that be- in that beginning part in those registration early days that's all nick was doing all he all he was doing is treating charlie regularly he was never nasty to charlie he acknowledged he acknowledged charlie as a person unlike ben Ugh. and yeah he was willing to get into the things that charlie liked and like it starts to build and it starts to grow from there even though nick didn't know it was romantic while he was doing it it was sowing the seeds for what would later be a healthy relationship but i do appreciate that in the even though all of this was happening even though charlie was (laughs) charlie was sprung (laughs) i'm sorry it's really funny to me even though charlie was already like sprung just based off the kindness and the protectiveness i appreciate that nick came to his all these conclusions about his feelings he he based those conclusions only on his feelings and how they had changed towards charlie like no one prompted him or anything like that he just experienced that 
gradual normal climb up to being in love no, no one put it like no one influenced him no one no one talked him into it no one even kind of suggested it it, it happened naturally and i like that because it debunks that idea of gayness being like this thing you can catch or this contagious thing side note and personal note i remember when i was telling people that i'm going to a same-sex high school near the end of grade seven because that's what people are asking you and i remember i got a lot of they're gonna turn you gay those kind of comments from straight folk adult straight folk in my life and this has always been funny to me because okay y'all think gayness is contagious but you don't think you were conditioned to be straight after years and years of indoctrination hmm all those rom-coms or tvs with hetero couples being happily in love you don't you don't feel influenced you don't you don't feel tricked hmm you, you can't have it only one way it's either sexuality is based on propaganda and indoctrination or you're born that way also i was gay before i went to high school so jokes on you um i digress nick yes nick came to his feelings all on his own and unfortunately he was also in the middle of a sexuality crisis i I think I physically screamed at the part where um he takes that am I gay quiz on the internet and he got like a sixty-two percent he got a sixty-two percent and I was like oof I mean my guy if you're googling it then you already know the answer but yeah he unfortunately he has to like tackle this all on his own kind of go through it all on well he thinks that he's all alone in this so that's why and it's 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 scary to just suddenly not know yourself in inverted common because you really do be living you you're living your life thinking you are the expert on all things zama and then something happens to you and you kind of it's it's another part of your self discovery it's just for him it's happening in a very chaotic environment like his friends are not the people to share this with like they're just toxic f horrible people you can't go to them so then charlie becomes and he exists as the safest space for him in that time not only because charlie was the only other queer boy in school he he felt safe there he felt safe enough to share with him all these things and all these feelings which is valid because charlie is very supportive of nick because charlie is a lovely boy and he understands that coming into your truth that self-discovery thing happening in the worst environment because that's that was him that was his life so he understands where nick is coming from and yeah that kindness that nick met charlie with is reciprocated now in this way that they are with each other they are working through this together and he gives him his space and he gives him his time and it never makes him feel any type of way about that like charlie is just this lovely boy sweet oh my goodness and he's such a big romantic soft softy <laughs> i feel like it was it was unfortunate that he only received backlash for this or bullying for this so now of course 
he has all of this in this person in Nick that allows him to be that romantic softy softball without fearing the repercussions of fearing judgment he's arguably he's free he's free to be himself and he gets to love with ease which is different from his his thing with Ben which both of those that situation and it's a large jump away from the trope we usually see where the school bully that harasses the gay kids turns out to be secretly gay and then it's like oh can you forgive him for all the things that he did because now he's in love with you you know that type of stuff um sex education the show it's great love that show to bits but i could never really accept eric and adam as an item because they came from that trope they came from that situation i just feel like and maybe i'm petty you can't erase violence like that in the name of sexual chemistry like charlie couldn't ignore how ben treated him in the hopes that like oh but they make such a lovely couple if you got like i'm ugh. i feel like you can't you can't separate the two so it's very nice for charlie that he just has this lovely boy like nick and nick and charlie were just good friends to each other throughout so it was easy to just fall into the love part unfortunately choosing to be safe in the closet makes it difficult to stand up for charlie on the outside you know i appreciate that charlie gave nick his space and his time no one should ever be rushed to come out in fact coming out is so people-based it's like honestly my sexuality is none of your business so i don't have to tell you that i'm not straight but you know high school kids you know it's coming out would have to be that process it had to be that thing and here it's that risk for these two it's a conflict that threatens the nature of their relationship a lot which is so unfair considering just how in love these two are back to that it goes back to the thing of like i wish they didn't have to deal with high school love and also this on the side like if they deserved to only focus on how in love they were there's there's a sequence in i don't know if it's the second or the third episode but charlie goes over to nick's home he's invited there and it starts to snow outside so the boys decide that they're gonna play in the snow um this was all before anything remotely romantic was happening they were still friends at this point and they're playing in the snow they're playing with the dog they're taking pictures it's all so adorable and i remember thinking you guys won't let these sweet children frolic in the snow like you're mad at this look at how and love they are and they really were they were so held over heels for each other even at that point even their little dates in the park the banter in between scenes whenever he yo nick would look so happy to see charlie every single morning of registration you can tell that they enjoyed each other's company beyond being romantically together they're good friends that fell in love and that's reflected throughout the show you, you you see it in couples like Tara and Darcy who experience the same climb and they experience um similar homophobia and their school when they're just two 
good friends that fell in love and hopefully this will be reflected in the success of l and tau but again i digress and i i appreciate that this is their format because it confirms the triple c theory of romantic interest i say triple c theory like it's a certified thing and not something that i made up one time in an episode but yeah they are all three c's but i think they should be a fourth c which covers commitment these two were locked into the game from the jump like their fate is sealed when nick forsakes all and just leaves sports day to like rush over to charlie i feel like that was the biggest decider or moment for them it's this nice huge but also quiet gesture that only the right people understood immediately and yeah it was something that my boy charlie deserved he deserved that loud you know proclamation he got the snow frolicking he got the kissing in the rain he got the milkshake triple date and then he got that that big moment in front of the whole school in front of the boys and girls school and i just feel like that sealed the deal for what they are and, and how they were gonna go forward it was this bold declaration from nick that charlie spring is a person that deserves to be loved as loudly and proudly as everyone else in that school an idea that charlie himself had kind of lost through the past with all his bullying with all the things that were going on like he kind of i guess put that idea aside it's an idea that all of his friends and even his sister they were really trying to get him into trying to remind him and reassure him that like no man you actually deserve way more than you're getting and then nick comes along and proves that to all be true which is wonderful i really i really think that's so great it is absolutely great to leave a toxic f relationship and fall right into the arms of somebody that is willing to forsake the status and the possible humiliation that might come with this just to love you so personally so beautifully for a gay boy that experienced bullying and for a bisexual boy trying to figure himself out that was just wonderful it's likes and dislikes time da -da -dun -dun. warning you now this is gonna be grossly imbalanced um ignore my biases let's get into the likes i really liked the actors loved them actually they're all relatively new to the industry and they're around the age range of the actual characters like a lot of them are 18 or below and i thought that was lovely i thought that was very refreshing considering what the norm is for teenagers and shows i i've been stressing the importance of visibility but i think there's an importance in representing the target market of the show because i think it normalizes adolescence just like the 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 idea of just being a teen i'd hate for high schoolers to only watch things like euphoria or the new gossip girl and feel like that's how their high school high school mm -hmm. yeah that's how their high school experience should be 
and you know i'm sure you're thinking oh but some are like kids are smarter than that they know that and you're right they are smarter than that they they can discern between reality and fiction but i don't think that makes it less important i think you still need those just regular realistic based comparisons the young minds are very influential sponges and telling them that high schoolers look like they're 25 can over time or even in the short term just be very destructive so yeah i think this show got it right getting new people also means exposure to like fresh talent because also look at this cast they did a great job they were also great and i think that's that's lovely so steeping this in reality considering the ages and all of that was nice i saw that um toby donovan the actor that plays isaac he has a youtube channel and i he i saw because he was posting like bts from filming and stuff and i love that it makes so much sense for that generation because this is their stuff these are the things that they understand amongst each other and yeah i just i love that i love that I liked the cinematography. It was handled by Diana Oliverova. I'm sorry. Everyone felt so focused upon, like beyond the spotlight detail that they added. Um, it felt like they were turning this small TV series into a full-blown indie film. It was just this attention to detail and this attention to character that was really nice that you could see through the camera i also think it was appropriate for the drama unfolding and it kind of made this show read like a book i've never really had watched a series that read like a book but you know you know hopefully you know what i mean and yeah every frame is a frame in a webtoon kind of like that whole every frame is a painting this time it's it's you can see this would be digitally drawn by somebody and considering that that's the original material i think that's a good marker for a good adaptation i liked the attention on side characters normally in stories like this everyone in the background is kind of overshadowed by the leads like everything is in relation to what's happening to the lead characters it's more of the nature of storytelling than its side characters being ignored but i still i don't like it i just believe that a series has the opportunity to build up secondary characters alongside the leads because we're all going through the story we're all going through change we're all gonna get to the end together so why not grow together and i like that it happens here that attention to secondary characters I was equally invested in the friends um they built up their experiences in the universes that they were dealing with like tara's tara and darcy's struggles as a couple are important they're not sidelined um l adjusting to a new school away from transphobic torment that's important it's not sidelined tao feeling abandoned by charlie is important nick's self-discovery journey is important outside of his relationship with charlie they give these people their time their time to live their time to experience things time to feel things and i appreciate that again one more time need more attention on l next season please and thank you um this is 
a small and kind of personal like but I, it's still major to me i like the bisexuality awareness through nick historically people that identify as bi or even pansexual they receive usually they receive weird backlash from both people outside and inside of the community from within the community you're usually just classified as liars for not fully picking one side or like you're being choosy or selfish all those things that they get called or homosexual people won't date you because oh what if you end up cheating on me with the opposite sex you know boring stuff like that and it's been de- it's been debunked to death i've the number of times i've seen it try to be debunked and stuff or have they bring by people on to tell you actually that's not the case i don't know how many times you need to say it. i don't i don't know how many times bi or pan people are gonna have to fight for their humanity both within and outside of the community and it seems like it's a half it's a half treatment situation like bi or pan women are overly sexualized while bi or pan men are shunned by women for only biphobic reasons i'm i'm sorry i'm not sorry but you know if you're a woman that is attracted to men like you say that you're attracted to men but you claim you would never be with a man that is bi i'm here to tell you from straight from the source you're biphobic and you're dumb there's no reason for those thoughts unless they're biphobic reasons so get over yourself but yes i liked the awareness because it's nice to be reminded that bi people in fact do exist and they do indeed have the capacity to be in love with any gender they fancy because you know definition of bisexuality and pansexuality haters can eat dirt and choke on to dislikes i hate all the manufactured conflict i know there's genuine conflict that needed to be addressed but i hate the parts that felt produced (laughs) tao's reservations about nick nelson were completely justified um based on charlie's violent history at that school he's Tao's right to kind of just not want him around because this is literally the type of the nick represents the type of boys that were tormenting charlie at that time and i i think i hate that it escalated to the point of the fight between Tao and nick well technically it was between Tao and harry but yeah that whole thing going on i didn't like that everyone was justified in their angers and their complaints but i feel like it didn't have to get to that point it didn't have to get that far a lot could have been avoided by friends just talking to each other even when they decided to not tell Tao about the next situation i was like you guys are sowing the seeds for future manufactured manufactured conflict you know even with tao feeling abandoned by the friendship group like all of these could have been chats that they had because these are all fixable issues but you know growing pains your teenager i guess it's hard to have these chats i don't know i didn't like the homophobes 
of the store of these stores basically getting away with their crimes like yes charlie's bullies are expelled and i think harry gets suspended for after the fight i don't know those feel like realistic consequences through a high school system i get that actually if anything it's more than i would have expected from my from a school like y'all some places do nothing like i don't recall my high school standing up for queer girls this way specifically i granted i wouldn't know that it wasn't coming for me i was pretending to be straight at the time but i remember they were heavy they were always heavily monitoring the queer kids as if like you know we could impregnate each other or whatever with with their reasoning being decency and all that stuff so i i, I don't know i don't know if they would do anything if actual violence happened to their students but here charlie's school seems to take it less likely but we're i don't know we're still not making life uncomfortable for homophobes maybe this is only my dislike in real life and it's filtering through onto the show but yeah life isn't uncomfortable enough for these people which is hilarious to me because this is the general attitude that white people have towards racism like y'all think that people are bad people only out of ignorance and therefore you issue these light consequences because you swear that that would be enough for everyone to get woke like you think oh we're gonna send harry away for a few months and he'll stop calling people racial slurs you're wrong brenda you know he's not gonna stop harry is not gonna stop anything just because you, you made him stay at home <laughs> he can be a homophobe and be 16 and get the beat down of his life you don't have to forgive it you don't have to be patient with it because in the same in that same context we have in that same situation in that context we have a queer kid who is also 16 who was not hurting anybody prior to this but they are now receiving this abuse from their peers over something that is literally not of their business i just i just can't i don't think you can protect these people homophobes and then claim to also be protecting queer people it doesn't work like that one person here is at fault only one and I just, I hate people that want to, in, in inverted commas, positive vibes yourself out of violence. Like, that's not, ugh, that's not going to work either. Like, personally, I'll beat you up. <laughs> like, I'm not going to wait for light consequences to hit you. I'm going to hit you with heavy consequences. Because if I'm going to hell, as so many of you Bible experts claim, then I might as well go down there for a valid reason. I'm going to go down there because I wanted to hit you. And you deserve it. I've never, I've never hidden this. I'm, I'm a smack a bit. turbulent rocky ending but we made it we finally made it 
just one more then we're completely out of the woods yeah i might cry that day that this drops i'm not sure i don't know i don't know anyway it's time for the main event well the couples are the main event but i consider this a nice follow-up main event it's the who's your fave battle queer youths edition i keep saying youths i think it's youths i i i'm suffering this is quite self-explanatory really you just if you're young and queer you're in this in this corner from the chaotic turbulent moordale we have eric and adam from sex education versus the awkward lovable misfits that are Paige and AJ from the Hulu movie Crush. Varied pairs, um, varied results, varied genres of gay, all youths. I must state that um, Shuti Gatwa, who plays Eric, is the love of my life and I will always fight for him, I will always defend him. But I'm also leaning towards the more romantic pair. I'm so sorry, Shruti. I will I will watch Doctor Who just for you and Yasmin Finney. But today I, I today I had to make a choice. If you are less divided than I am, be sure to vote for your favorites on our Twitter poll and temporarily on our Instagram poll. The competition runs all week so you have plenty of time to vote before our finale yes our season finale which is coming up next week I, i'm saying next week with like crossed fingers and hope in my heart but i am excited i'm very excited for this i've been waiting for this i've i've been so excited to end the season on a w because it's been a long time coming you know, we fought all the odds, and we're here now, and that's wonderful. I'll be way more enthusiastic and way more proud once the last episode is up. So yeah, someone, someone check on me mid mid Tuesday. I think I think that's when I need to get the ball rolling. But thank you for joining us, lovers. Um, it is always, always, always lovely to have you we run on your support and your love and today is no different couldn't be here without y'all i'll say that whenever i hope you'll be back next week for our finale it's gonna be oof if i could spoil it right now i could but i'm gonna leave y'all with that anticipation it will be the diamond of the season hint hit dab dab anyway until we meet again happy 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 pride month to all my lovers specifically my the lgbtqia plus lovers the friends the family the peers like i love y'all please protect all your family friends and peers within the community all the time it's it's the same as advocating for the humanity of others also punch a homophobe on my behalf okay love you guys bye